Hello and welcome to our podcast on career choice or chance. My name is Ritu Raina. I'm the head of talent management at Amdocs. We are going to bring incredible career stories to you in this podcast. These stories will help you not only to listen to the career journey of our people but also to learn from them how do we tread between choice and chance to create our own amazing career journey stay tuned i'm excited to invite you to this journey which we left last time career choice or chance more exciting is i have a special guest with me today sheer elikman who is an hr partner and has been in amdocs for 3 years and if i look at you sheer you seem to be in your early 20s am i right something like that yeah <laughs> i feel a bit lit- a bit older <laughs> so you are the gen z right correct the interesting part about gen z is when you were born you felt as if internet was created when the earth was created as if the computer was created already as a part of the whole thing what earth brought to us basically digitally native so sheer when you see this you know when you enter the workforce how did you see your strengths coming as a digitally native and technology savvy person vis-a-vis the generation which hadn't really seen it from the time of their birth i think that's really interesting what you say because i was born into technology right i was born with the ability to google pretty much everything We're not uh, we're not afraid about a lot, you know, of of new things. Everything that's given to us even if I have no idea what to do with it, I know it's a Google away and I can Google it and then I can, you know, attempt to try it out and if I don't know something I Google that as well. So I think I think the main strength that it gave us is that we are pretty fearless when it comes to technology and the different kind of assignments that come from that. You know, I think I even I asked my dad one time What did you do when you didn't have Google? Like how were you able to search anything? He was like there's a thing called a library. So that's something that, you know, in my head it was it's a given. It's something that was already there and it's just something that I should use in everything I do and so I make sure to use it in everything that I do. You know, when you entered the workforce, were caught by surprise sometimes because what you felt was normal. It's a part of life. It's given. and suddenly maybe your manager or someone came to you and he said no it's not normal because basically you were coming from a different experience and he or she was coming from a different experience where what was normal to you was not normal to them could you share any such experience definitely so also i want to preface by saying um i'm also kind of from two cultures i'm from america and from israel and i've been in israel for 2 years now um and so starting in the world of work here in israel was also i think this kind of shock from a cultural aspect but but also i think i started to assume it was a cultural aspect and i only realized later that it was a generational aspect that there were some things that i was doing that seemed completely normal to me I'll even give you a really funny example. Um my manager is absolutely amazing and I've been noticing that every time I come up to her to kind of talk about my career path or if I'm doing something correctly or in which direction I should move, you know, it's always important to me to make sure that everything I'm doing is it's very strategic that it's pushing me in the direction I want to be going. And so I I come in every couple of weeks and I ask her those questions and we sit down and we talk about it. And in Amdocs we do our PMP, which is a performance management process. 
and it's once a year. I, I one time sat her down and she says, you know that you do your own PMP like every two weeks. And I was like, is that weird? <laughs> I didn't think that that was something that was weird. And I went and I, I talked to a lot of other young people in the company and I asked them, is that something that you do? Do you talk to your managers a lot about kind of your hopes and aspirations in your career? And they're like, yeah, of course, we go all the time and we talk to them. So I started to realize that, you know, I think a lot of times people think that Gen Z, it's that we're, we bounce around or that we're not committed but we see it more as we want to grow as fast as possible. We want to move through the ranks. We want to try new things. We want to be entrepreneurs. We want to do all of these things. And in order to do that, we check in a lot. <laughs> we want that feedback a lot. <laughs> I think that's something I didn't realize was generational. I thought it was a cultural difference, which turns out it's not a cultural difference. <laughs> Great. You know, uh, I'm connecting to the point which you said, Shade, that uh, the Gen Z wants to grow a lot. So I think growing is connected with how you define or how you move in your career within an organization. How do you see the strengths which this generation brings and which you have in your career, you know, maybe recognized and identified, helped you to really make the right choices and really to move forward where you wanted to move forward? I think something I noticed is that we tend to be afraid of generational differences. And so as a young person coming in, we don't want to seem that we're, you know, in Hebrew, we have a saying where you come with your nose in the air, where you kind of assume you're better than everyone. You don't want it to come off in that way, right? So a lot of times they tend to kind of maybe not offer their services if they know that they're good in something with technology or if they, they can take on a project. They don't want it to seem like they're, you know, just kind of being condescending. And so I've noticed a lot of the young people try to push that away. And in the same breath, a lot of the older managers it's it's almost as if they're a little afraid of of that change, right? They it's it's easier to stay in the status quo. And so I think my biggest advice would be to embrace both. And I think embracing both is kind of the only way to move forward. On one hand, as a young person, if I see a place that I know that I could excel in, it's something that may not even be part of my role, right? It's something that someone needs help, for example, just recently for our town hall, we decided to make a video. And to me, that comes easily. I wasn't born with the knowledge of doing it, but I love doing it. I do it on my free time. It's very easy for me. So I volunteer to do that. But I think that if you kind of bridge the gap and you are able to have this conversation of this is what I can bring to the table. And in the same breath also, I can learn so much from the people before me because they have all of this knowledge. Even if currently I see things in a different perspective, they have all of this amazing knowledge that they've been able to, to bring to the table. I'm sure when these differences come in, it also means that there are conflicts. Of course, uh, no one is right or wrong. Everyone is right in their own place. But eventually, when everyone is right, it also creates a kind of difference. And the difference leads to conflict. In your career journey, of course, you know, all of us today are working in a multi-generational workforce. And I'm sure you would have kind of dealt or you would have seen these conflicts how did you see these conflicts and how did you, uh, in a way, navigate it yourself so that it helps you to move forward? Could you share any examples, Shir? Yeah, that's a really good question. I have two examples for you. So one that's a personal example and one that uh, is a manager I was working with. So a personal example is actually the very first day that I came into Amdocs. I met my amazing team and one of them came up to me and asked me what year I was born. So I said, I need a he looked to me and kind of seemed confused and said, that's the year I started in Amdocs. So it, it was little comments like that to where I was like, okay, one, that's amazing. He's been here so long. He has so much knowledge. 
But it almost made me feel a little scared to talk up in different meetings because I thought, okay, I know I have the experience to be here. You know, I studied, I worked, I, I know I, I have a right to be here. But at the same time, I'm, you know, surrounded by it in a table of people that don't look anything like me. And it's a little nerve wracking to have to speak up, which is something my manager slowly would start to point on me and be like, sure, let's, you know, give your Gen Z perspective. And by saying that, it kind of gave me the opening to talk a bit more and to show that I had a different perspective. But, you know, and it wasn't anything they did on purpose, but it's little things like that to when you you have to remind yourself that, you know, we, we may be very young, but we have a right at this table and we should be speaking up. And just because our perspective is different, that doesn't mean that it's a bad perspective. So that was one example I had. And another one that I had, which was a very interesting one, is I was working with a very top manager and we were, we were thinking of doing this reverse mentoring program. And he was really, really um, excited about it. And when I asked him why he was excited about it, he said that he had a lot of Gen Z workers. As much as they're very open with him, they tend to not really say what they're thinking because they're his employees. And so I said, okay, I mean, I'm not your employee. I can sit down and I can explain to you whatever you want to know. And I didn't even realize this major difference until he said it to me. And he said, you know, you guys started working in the pandemic. You guys are used to working from home. You know, you can work anywhere you want and that's fine. And we got used to that for a little bit, but now we're coming back to the office and I want my workers here and I want to see them all the time. And I'm noticing that that's bothering them. You know, if we're saying three or four days, I want them all the time. I want to see what they're doing. I'm kind of going back to that old management style. And I told him, you know, I grew up, grew up, I mean, in my career, right? It's been two or three years that I could work from Costa Rica. I could work at home. I could work in a cafe. And all that matters was my productivity. You know, if my manager saw that I was productive, that I was getting things done, my quality of the work is what mattered. And she didn't need to see me all the time to know that I was being productive. And to come back, I was lucky enough to have a manager that still, you know, did the exact same thing. I felt very comfortable, but a lot of managers kind of reverted back to that micromanaging style of, I need to see them all the time, every second to make sure they're working. And I tried to explain to him that from our perspective, especially growing up in a time where that's completely okay to not have five days, you know, of the week in the office, it, you almost lose your trust a little bit. You know, you want to be able to believe that your manager knows that you're working, even if you're sitting in, in a cafe one day of the week. And showing him that perspective of it had nothing really to do with showing up physically or not, but more just this idea of do you, do you not trust me to do my work in that one day that I anyways would be allowed to work from home. It didn't show him this other perspective. And to him, he was used to working five days of the week all the time, his entire career. So it's understandable that this was a big change. And so I think that was one of the first times that I realized that there is this conflict when you don't speak about the generational differences. Because from my perspective, you know, it's frustrating when someone has to see me to to know that I do my work. And from his perspective, that's what he's used to. He's used to, you know, you know, punching in the clock and that's how they see your productivity. So it's an interesting, you know, conflict. <laughs> I loved uh, the point that you said. And I think it can be an amazing, amazing uh, takeaway for our uh, listeners about don't assume, speak up. You know, when you spoke about the example of 98 and all that. So it's very important not to assume and speak up. Maybe it's the things they don't think in that direction. Very, very important. And I think the second important point is that uh, what is true for me as an employee may not be true for me as a manager. How do I really find 
through the lens of my employee, which this manager did with you, to go an extra mile and to be the, there in their shoes. And which is very, very important key success factors as all of us will grow in our careers is how do we build empathy? It's not about me, it's about them. And how do we really, really bridge this gap? And as you mentioned, Shir, that, you know, you lived in U.S., you came for uh, studies and to work to Israel. It also means that you took chances in your career and you made choices. And how did you feel, uh, think that these choices, and which eventually threw chances to you, helped you uh, in being where you are today and also would enrich you as you would move in your career journey. So I truly believe that at the end of the day, at least for me, my career was a, a healthy mix of both choice and chance. Uh, moving here was definitely by choice. I made a very um, affirmative choice, strong choice that I wanted to go to Israel and do my master's. Um, but actually starting within Amdocs was kind of by chance. I heard of this interview, someone that talked to me about it, kind of fell in my lap and I said, okay, I'll try. Um, and of course that internship eventually led to a student position and then led to a full-time position. So within all of those changes, I made the choices to stay. I made the choices to try new things. I made the choice to try HR versus all of these different things that I could have done. And so I think at the end of the day, the, the chance is amazing because you have to have the chance to try something. You know, you have to have all these amazing different chances. But within those chances, you have to make the choice for yourself. Do I want to be in this place? Do I want to stay here? And I think that, that the choice or chance is especially interesting for Gen Z because we do tend to move around a lot. We do want to grow fast. We do want to try new things. And so we're making a conscious choice all the time. Do we want to stay or do we want to try something else? Do we want to take on this project or do we want to focus on this? And so I think that I, I very much lately have been a lot more choice. But in general, it's definitely a, a healthy mix. Luckily, <laughs> uh, this is very interesting. You know, I'm from the previous generation. And when I was listening to you and you said you started with the choice, choice of coming to st studying in Israel and working there. And then eventually Amdocs was a chance. And when I look at my career journey, it started with chance because making the livelihood was the first first and foremost, uh, I was in goal of the previous generation. So started with the chance. And eventually, when I became more conscious, what I really want to do, what is my passion, what I really enjoy being doing, I started making the choices. But eventually, whether it's your generation or my generation, how we really create this balance of choice and chance so that we are able to create meaningful careers for ourselves is what is really, really important because it may vary from an individual to individual. It may vary from a generation to generation. But creating that uh, right and healthy balance to see how do I move forward is what is really, really important. And I'm sure today our listeners are able to draw connections of their own career choices and of the chances they have taken. And how do they tread this path as they move forward in their career journey? So these current stories are not only inspirational, but they are insightful as well. Learn from these career stories and decide your own career journeys and how to tread between chance and choice. Till we come with these stories, stay tuned for the next episode.